Hello and welcome to the Over the Barricade podcast. I am your host, Ryan Downing, joined as always by the one, the only, the deadliest catch from Ocean City, Maryland, Lee Brando. Yeah, unless you're on Twitter and you're using the name Lee Brando, then I'm not the one and only. Wish I was. Apparently, uh, apparently it's a popular name in Asia. Is it really? That's what I've learned, because I'm trying to be at Lee Brando, but I have to be at Lee Brando underscore. Well, I guess there are worse things in the world. That is true. Cool. So we're I, about uh, a we're about a minute into this podcast, and we've explained nothing. We are a wrestling podcast. Welcome in to the first episode as we uh, try and figure this out. Of course, we picked a wonderful time to start uh, putting this show together. And why is that, Ryan? It is because we are on the road to WrestleMania. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's because. This is the first day that I can speak after having viral pharyngitis, and you are feeling under the weather also, which is why it's a perfect time to do a podcast. Well, this, the trick is that you don't want anybody to know. But ah, see, coffee's n- coming. Now everybody you knows. You can't see this at home because... Uh, this is an audio medium. This is an audio medium. Hey, what do you call a uh, a midget psychic who's just committed a crime. I don't even want to say what it could even possibly be. Go a small it. medium at large. Oi. <laughs> uh, that was a hornswoggle-sized laugh. Um, wrestling <laughs> joke. Let's t- bring it all back together. <laughs> Did you like my leprechaun laugh, Ryan? Is that what that was? <laughs> that's what that is. We. That's not a sound effect. That's coming from my throat, okay? That's what she said. <laughs> Wait, Oy. we're going to talk about wrestling at some point, right? Oh, you said Hornswoggle. There we go. That qualifies. We're, I mean, we're I talking we're, about wrestling. Should, should I tell the people why they should keep listening to us, or should I just be like, No, well, no, they've already given up. They've already turned it off. There's no reason why anyone would still be listening. We're two minutes and 20-some seconds in, and we've lost them. So I maybe mean, we could try to rope them back in. I hey, mean, if you listen to the end, there's a surprise. There you go. I don't think there's actually a surprise. Well... I don't think there's a surprise. Oh, there's going to be a surprise. It, it would be a surprise to me. So three minutes in. Um, so we are a wrestling podcast that will bring you a bit of a different uh, a view on things, obviously. Tons of wrestling podcasts out there, but very few where you can actually say we've got ourselves a smart mark in myself, a a, a knowledged fan. I don't even think that's a word. Um, knowledged fan. A knowledge fan. A learned fan. That's the one. There learned. You go. learned. That's what I was doing. Which doesn't sound like an intelligent word. Knowledge. Learned. Knowledge actually sounds more intelligent. Right. Um, a learned fan. I'm a bit smart to the business, I guess you could say, as someone who's never actually been in the business. But for that, I rely on uh, on my guest each and every week, uh, on the one, the only, the deadliest catch, Lee Brando, who is himself a. Uh, a professional wrestler. Right. Well, I was a learned fan my whole life, so it'll be many years before I'm, you know, a professional wrestler for longer than a fan, but I guess I'd still it still counts. I mean, unless you're, like, a Bill Goldberg, I, I think most wrestlers were fans first. Yeah. I mean, I could be wrong. Wait, Bill doesn't like the business? <laughs> Breaking. 
breaking news first episode we've got ourselves a scoop. he's just in it for the money i mean what he's in it to be a superhero don't you know for his son well for all the kids but right. primarily his son who his son totally sandbagged him that one time do you remember when he first <laughs> came back to raw he tried to pick him up and got him maybe nipple level and then realized his son was heavier than the last time he had shown affection to him so he couldn't get him on the shoulder completely it was great it was a great moment i was i popped for it and um the first uh nipple level comment oh yeah this That's is a, a standard unit of measurement. I don't know about you. I don't know about the real world in the wrestling business. That's a standard level. Well, I mean, I believe you were uh, around six foot two or a little taller than that. I think uh, yeah. that might be different for you as opposed to the average person. Now everybody's six two in the wrestling business. It kind of feels like it sometimes, unless you're on NXT. Then right. you don't realize like most people are smaller because they're all smaller. Um, anyways. We are. Uh, Can you hear that? Is that picking up? This is me sipping coffee. Are you really gonna sip coffee right now? <laughs> hey, look, it's kind of late at night. All right, we've had a long week. It's quarter after eight. Oh, never mind. <laughs> all right, so each and every week uh, we'll put these out on Thursdays every week as uh, we take a look at the wrestling world. Now. Um, We'll we'll do some standard fare. We'll take a look at what's going on in the world of WWE, what's going on in the larger world of professional wrestling, New Japan, Ring of Honor, as news comes out uh, of those organizations. And we hear about different signings, what people are doing, give our thoughts on what's going on in the business. But we also want to use this as an opportunity uh, for you as a wrestling fan, whether you are a professional wrestler or not, listener at home, to get a chance to hear from somebody who is currently working in the business and uh, hear some of his stories as he uh, racks up some interesting tales on the road. Right, because this is like, you know, if you watch documentaries or whatever, they always kind of breeze past this part. This is the quote-unquote lean years or whatever you want to call it. It's the struggling just to get your name out there and finding a smidgen of success with that. So this is uh, this is going to be kind of like a week-to-week diary adventures in indie wrestling, you could call it. Uh, that's probably what I will call it because uh, I like 80s movies, and it sounds like adventures in babysitting. Well, all right, we'll take it. Uh, so with that being said, what we, of course, want to do is uh, give you all a chance to uh, interact with us at times. So as we go through this crazy process, feel free to reach out to us. We're on social media. You can reach us via email. That sounds so old school now. Uh, what I like is when you ask somebody for their email and they go, no, I don't give that out. As if it's this private, like, it's the internet. It's Hillary Clinton's email is not even safe, and you don't want to give yours out for fear that you'll get some spam or something. I, you know, I just don't understand people. But do we have an email for the show, Ryan? We do. Uh, you can reach us via email. Send in your questions, your comments, suggestions. Uh, keep the hate mail to a complete minimum. We no, can't... please, hundred percent hate mail. Hey, why do they call it the e? Why do they call it email? But there's no like e mail man. There's a gimmick for you. <laughs> I'm the email man. So. We are now booking this show like early 90s Vince McMahon. 
Um, the right next to uh, right next to the out of work repo man. Um, anyways, so you're gonna he, hit him with the sack of letters, and then you're gonna say, "You've got mail." You're gonna look right <laughs> into the hard cam and say that, okay? Oi. Um, so if you do want to send us an email, that's over the barricade podcast at gmail.com. Pretty good segue into why are we over the barricade? Well, it goes back to our original premise. It's somebody who sits behind the barricade, looks at the ring, and we want to take you over the barricade from the cheap seats into the top rope or into the ring up to the top rope. Um, want to give you an opportunity to try and see the business from a couple of different vantage points. So we and will not always agree on everything. No, but and the other reason it's named that is because all the other names were already taken. So. Wrestling is a very popular <laughs> podcast topic, so if we found If there's a out. wrestling term, just play this game. Say a wrestling term, and then Google podcast after that, and you'll find a podcast named that. Just go, just try it in your free time. Include- you can stop right now and try it. I don't care. I mean, I would prefer that you listen to the episode first, oh, but okay. pause us, open a new tab if you feel so inclined, or keep us playing. We're an audio medium. You don't have to keep us What's up. What's the uh, hotkeys for opening a new tab? Is it control... It's go to the new tab button and click it like an American. Does nobody use the term hotkeys anymore? Is that like a Diablo 1 specific term that I keep using in I mean, 2017? I mean, there are shortcuts, like shortcuts. No, hotkeys, like, man. Uh, Come on, because they're hot. <laughs> um, all right, cool. So um, definitely connect with us. We'll uh, give you the plugs for everything at the end of the show. We'll try and go about an hour each week. And uh, we don't want to waste any more of your time. We are 10 minutes into the show. I kind of like this. Like, just what did you do this week? (laughs) I kind of like that. You know, (laughs) we could be the wrestling podcast and we'll talk about the wrestling and all the big news. But, you know, everyone knows all that. Like, let's just let's have this be an introduction to Ryan and Lee. I mean, this you're the name on this podcast, so oh, just so you know. It's, like, it's already done. If it's, it's already over. If it's, if it's over the barricade with, it's going to be over the barricade with Lee Brando. I'm just here to facilitate. I always liked, like, and. I always liked the and. Like, in movies that Samuel Jackson is in, it'll always be all the people that are in the movie and then and Samuel Jackson. You know what I mean? He's never first. He's very... He's very generous like that. But if you watch Star Wars, it's like, you know, uh, 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 Ewan McGregor, not Conor McGregor. That'd be weird. (laughs) Ewan McGregor and uh, God, who else is in Star Wars? Natalie Portman. I'm talking about the prequels. And Uh, yes, uh, I am fully aware (laughs) you're talking about the prequels. Hayden Christensen. And then it'll be and Samuel Jackson. Well, I mean, he wasn't like the feature like focus of those movies, though. Yeah, that's true. This is a Can two- I get a purple lightsaber for this podcast? I Is that I don't think so. I'm not at the we'll position talk to about, make demands, we'll talk about even though I'm the guy that it, over the barricade with Lee Brando, I can't make any demands on the show. Is what you're saying. No, we have no money. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's part of the part of the thing. We're well, I'm doing- used to that. <laughs> All right. So what we want to do in addition to doing reviews, we're going to take a look each week raw, smackdown, any news that comes up, we'll preview pay-per-views. Uh, next week will be our WrestleMania preview show. Ah, yes. Um, because, of course, we have to do that. 
the the go home podcast is always going to be the WrestleMania right. preview. It's going to be everyone's last stop on the road. They're going to watch Raw. They're going to watch SmackDown. Maybe watch NXT before half takeover. of them will watch Two Hundred Five Live. We're we're going to be snug on Thursday right. between NXT and the Hall of Fame ceremony next week. We are the perfect bridge to get you from nxt to the hall of fame into your network filled weekends of wrestlemania because if you're going you're probably going to be traveling on thursday which is actually a good thing to reach out and listen to us on your travels yeah there you go see perfect timing we didn't plan it we're we're calling it in the ring which is probably another wrestling podcast and (laughs) i think it is actually um all right so before we get into the review what I want to do is, uh, you actually wrestled a couple of weeks ago, a pair of shows, yep. uh, March 10th and 11th, to put that on a date stamp for two different promotions. I would like to hear a little bit about your experience. I know one of them will involve a holla, holla, holla. <laughs> That's true. It will. Uh, where to start? Um, well, so, March 10th was in Denton. We're based in the Mid-Atlantic region, just so you know. Right, but we're not going to tell you which Mid-Atlantic that is. I'm pretty sure it's the only Mid-Atlantic. Well, there's but, another... What's on the other side? Portugal? I mean, We could I be out of Portugal. I think Portugal's geographically north of here, but we're definitely not out of Portugal, because you're probably going to, at some point, name drop these promotions... Well, hey, they could fly me in, because <laughs> I'm I'm a rising star. Damn it! Uh, no, so I had uh, taken some time off at the beginning of the year because I had some injuries and I was moving and blah 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 blah. Life, anyway. So this was kind of my return to getting back on shows, and I'll be going kind of uh, here and there uh, as I can, probably until about midsummer, and then I'll probably try to put a lot more effort into going full-time i just have some some aesthetic goals i want to hit before i put my face out there in front of a bunch of people that i'm not comfortable with thankfully your voice is going to be out there ahead of you so right they'll hear you coming right they'll hear me coming and uh too easy anyway uh (laughs) acw adrenaline championship wrestling um was in denton maryland on the 10th did you say uh the 10th of march 10th of march it was a friday right yes so i get off uh work because you know most of us still have to work uh so kids if you want to be a pro wrestler when you grow up it's not as fun as you would imagine at first but it is fun anyway so i get off work i drive to the show and uh i know that the 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 names on the show are going to be gilberg who's been there the last couple times and i've kind of been in a program with uh him him and i seem to always get into a fight I don't know. I don't understand it. I don't know why he doesn't like me, but I'm st- I I liked him at first. Now I don't because he doesn't like me, and it's as simple as that. I had nothing wrong with him, and uh, then he had to go out there, and he had to stick his nose in my business and, and really mess everything up. So he's on the show, and also soon to be WWE Hall of Famer coming up in, what, like 10 days? Uh, Teddy Long, former general manager of SmackDown, former WCW referee. I think I got that right. He was a uh, he came up through uh, uh, through WCW very early on and uh, was referee and manager at one time. There you go. See, 
how this show is going to work is I'm going to pretend to know wrestling history, even though I know wrestling history and I watch my whole life, but I also get hit in the head a lot. So Ryan is going to come in and he's going to clarify everything. So I'm, I'm, here, I'm here to fact check and provide, provide right. supplemental information. He's here to offset the CTE. Is that's that, did we go horrifying. Too, too far? <laughs> I think that's a step too far. We were discussing how Teddy Long got in your business. Please move on. Right. Okay. Uh, so, I didn't, you know, Teddy Long was just there. He's signing autographs and he's taking pictures and blah, because that's what he does. Uh, I see that uh, Gilbert has gone to the ring to kind of start some stuff, get in somebody else's business, a buddy of mine named Robbie Illuminati. And I just didn't want to, like, sit back and take it. So I go out there, and I started laying it into Gilbert because he's kind of pissed me off the last couple of months. I'm just going to say it. And uh, then then out of nowhere, Big Nose Eric Chappell comes down, the role model, and attacks me from behind. Now, what kind of role model does that, Ryan? Not a very strong one, or one that's blurring the lines. Right, he's bl- he's blurring the lines, man. Anyway, so we're we're getting into it, and then Robbie and I decide to leave, and lo and behold, Teddy Long wants to take a trip down memory lane, and he comes out, and everyone's screaming, and oh my god, it's Teddy Long, and what does Teddy Long do? It's kind of like, does the bear poop in the woods? Does Teddy Long make a tag team match? Yes, Teddy Long made a tag team match. I was not prepared for it. Uh, you know, when you go into a fight, you have to, like, really put your mind into it. It's like it's like a serious, it's a dangerous thing. You need to prepare. Usually, I take a few hours before the match. I sit there and I meditate, and I think about everything that I'm going to do. And um, I just didn't have that in this match. And because of that, you know... Uh, we didn't get the win. Now, I personally wasn't pinned. Uh, my tag team partner was. So I don't really see it as a loss for myself. But um, it, it was it was just not the situation I want to be in. And I 100% blame Teddy Long. I don't know where he thinks he has the authority in that company as a guest star to uh, make matches. And I'm not sure how the whole thing got by management. But, you know, take that up with uh, the owner. The I question, think you know who that is. So the question next is, did you have a better Saturday? I did have a good Saturday. I had a good Saturday because I took all that negative feeling and I took that with me to uh, Dover, Delaware, to the Delaware Agricultural Museum, and I let it all out on uh, my opponent. His name was Desmond King, and uh, it was it was it was fun. I got I purged all that negativity, and uh, he was a, he's a formidable opponent. Uh, I started the match off hot. He uh, he did some dastardly things. He threw my head into the ring post a few times, more than once. And uh, but I I was able to get the upper hand, and uh, I uh, locked him in the Kraken lock and made him tap out. So that was nice. So much better Saturday, better way for your weekend to move. It was, but so that's just the matches. Let me tell you about some of the adventures, shall I? I think we've got time for this. Okay. So, the last time I was at Rampage Pro Wrestling, I wrestled a guy, and um, this is kind of peeling back the onion, but I think we can do that, right? Nobody's listening. Anyway, if you're listening and you care, 
stop listening. Anyway. <laughs> no! No? Don't don't tell them that. I'm really bad at this we podcast don't, thing. We don't have enough listeners yet tw- 20 minutes into our first episode for you to say stop listening. Like, let's get some listeners first. Wait, but doesn't like Starbucks do that? They're like, if you don't want to agree with our views, then don't drink Starbucks. But we're not providing coffee that everyone likes. Oh. <laughs> so they do have that going for them. I like, see. You need to be. We need to be way higher on the card before we can start making these kind of uh, these kind of insinuations. Well, anyway, let me tell this story, and I and I want to tell it, and I want to preface it that I have uh, all the love and respect in the world for the people that are in this story. I'm not trying to badmouth them or anything. This is just a funny tale. So the first time I was at uh, Rampage, same building. It's a very strange building. It's an agricultural museum. Can't stress that enough. It so. I want you to be thinking of like there's like horse-drawn wagons and old like little house on the prairie style homes all set up. Everything has like little cue cards to it. Like there's literally a barrel of fake manure with a card that explains what manure is for children. <laughs> and in the midst of all this, There's a wrestling ring. (laughs) Independent wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. Which I love. It's probably the most unique building I've ever wrestled in. It's definitely the most unique building I've ever wrestled in. Anyway, so we get there, and um, my opponent, it's going to be a triple threat match. It's going to be me, a guy named Ron Holiday, and a guy named Danny Horn. Dangerous Danny Horn. And uh, so we're putting the match together. Again, peeling back the onion a little bit. So we're putting the match together. And we're talking about what we want to do at the beginning to really get the crowd into it. You know, like, what can we can we just set them off? Um, like, for example, the match that I had on the 11th, the first thing I did was a pair of German suplexes. Because that's kind of interesting. Right? It's kind of something, if that's the first thing you're seeing, you're like, oh, this is pretty like cool did you at least do a collar and elbow tie up beforehand or like did you just like immediately go for no it? i went in like brock style oh okay <laughs> well suple- uh, wh- which i don't suplex ocean yes i took him to the suplex ocean hashtag suplex ocean german cplex as it were that's true uh so don't get me wrong i totally admit that that's not the way you're supposed to start a match but i was thinking about it as i'm starting the whole show I was the first match, so I'm starting the whole show, so I really want to do something. I don't know if these people are wrestling fans. There was a lot of people there. I want to get that over. There was way more people at Rampage this time that had been there before, and they usually draw pretty well as it as it stands. So they had done a lot of really smart marketing. They had went on television, the news, and all that, and, and they got a lot of people there. So I really want to – I had all this pressure on me internally. I wanted to really get everyone going. So I did the German suplexes. If it was a regular match or I was somewhere else in the car, I probably would have started with collar and elbow tie. So just want to explain that. But anyway, flashback to last time. Danger Standing Horn, Ron Holiday, Lee Brando. What are we going to do to really set the people on fire, really get them in? And Danny Horn goes, what if – do you know where this is going? Have I told you this? No, you haven't yet, but I'm, I'm enjoying your <laughs> delivery. Please go on. What if, instead of fighting, I get out of the ring and you go, wait a second, to the crowd. So, wait a second. Aren't you the Georgia crybaby? And then proceed to get the crowd to chant, 
cry baby cry baby cry baby now i know what you're thinking that doesn't sound like an easy idea or even a good idea and that might be your opinion and again i love danny horn we had a fantastic match he's he's awesome uh but you're you'd be right (laughs) 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 um but hey i did it and the crowd chanted cry baby and it got over so i guess i'm the a-hole and he was right all along it's just the idea of it i it's just the dichotomy of i really want to like do something that just gets the crowd right in there and he goes wait just just yell aren't you the georgia cry baby as if there's one infamous crybaby from the state of Georgia, and I'd been searching for him for years. And only when I got this close to him could I really determine and, and make out the face and, and really identify him. But, yeah, so that's, uh, that's probably my favorite story from Rampage as a whole. And this time, um, really nothing too crazy. I mean, the building's always really weird and awesome. The people there are on fire. Uh, there is a certain guy in the back that has abs and uh just finds me wherever i am in the locker room and comes up shirtless flexing his abs while eating a piece of pizza and (laughs) i really want to let him know that that does a lot for my self-esteem and we will not drop names in this particular (laughs) instance he's Uh, a good guy i i assumed so which is why the story of I don't maybe know any unknown. bad people in wrestling. Maybe. I'm probably, there's probably going to be people that hate me after this. <laughs> but all I can do is be truthful. I mean, to be fair, you're not... The only time you've dropped names have been when it's been relevant. Like, if it's backstage, you have yet to actually say a name. Now, we're only, like, just halfway through the first episode, just about. So, like, we have plenty of time for you to ruin that. But <laughs> We have plenty of time to burn every bridge you've ever made in wrestling. I mean, we hope hey, not. We'll, we need hey, those connections. Whenever, uh, whatever we have, we can always fall back on the fact that we we have learned we can confirm the great Kali is a huge fan of the show. So, I mean, I I really we can't confirm that. I I saw it on Facebook. I don't know the great Kali personally. I'm uh, friends with him on. Fa- I'm friends with some guy that looks exactly like him and is named Great Kali. So I'm assuming that's him. I mean, I don't know. I know he's training wrestlers now. That's about all I I'm know. I'm also about friends him. with a guy named Runjing Cena, who I think is the Indian John Cena. I have no idea. This has gone off the rails. So while you were wrestling for Rampage Pro Wrestling, I was in Orlando getting to catch a uh, house show, NXT Live. Oh, for, sweet. For- NXT is my favorite indie, so go on. <laughs> it's the artificial indie (laughs) it felt like an indie show we were at um what's it the i think it was called the um anglewood family or community center or something i planned parenthood no not planned parenthood these are subjects that we should not broach um in any way shape or form we are not trying to alienate anybody um or are we that's don't the, do it. It's the constant fight. <laughs> I have the mute button on your microphone. <laughs> Anyways, NXT Live, after 20 minutes of trying to find parking, and 20 minutes meaning like we missed the first 20 minutes of the show, mm. trying to find parking, um, it actually is really fun. Like It does have that independent vibe to it. 
It's definitely right. got better lighting. It's like an old, like, stripped-down Nirvana show. Like, it's still Nirvana, but it's got that personal touch to it, which is what makes... And it's WWE, but it's on your level. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would definitely say it's it's very much on your level. I've been to a a WWE house show. I've now been to an NXT house show. They are very different animals. And I will say the one thing, too... Now, WWE house shows, you get kind of that TV crowd a lot of times where, you know, it's, it's... a lot of more casual fans for the most part with a lot of uh, learned, knowledged wrestling <laughs> fans sprinkled throughout the crowd. NXT was kind of the same vibe, but I can tell you the, the smart marks, as it were, were very much in force at this show. And I know they're in Orlando a lot. So yeah. the, they, the way NXT works, if you don't know, is they essentially travel around Florida for most of their live shows. Now, they do a touring throughout the rest of the country and sometimes into other countries. Uh, I know in December they did a uh, Japanese tour, which then went down into Australia. Uh, I know they were recently up towards us back in October. So, uh, But they do most of their touring in the in Florida, mostly through Central Florida. They're obviously based out of Orlando, uh, Full Sail. So we get there, and there's some names I've seen before on TV, but a lot of people who haven't debuted on TV yet. Right. And it's really interesting seeing some of the That's reactions. That's the thing. I don't getting. think people understand. Like, there's a whole NXT roster that you never see. Yeah, NXT's roster is probably 30% of it's actually on TV at a given point. Maybe, you know, 40%, but... Right. I can tell you there's a ton of people down there that are training that just haven't debuted yet or guys who debuted for maybe one or two matches. I know Dan Matha was in the match that we uh, walked in on. He They had just come out to the ring. I, I didn't catch who he was wrestling, but um, I'd seen him the one time. Remember, they were pushing him a couple of months ago, and it turned out they were just pushing him so Samoa Joe could come out and beat him up. <laughs> uh, he's a big dude, though. Wears pink tights. Um, pink trunks, or no, no, they were tights. They were not trunks. They were not shorts. Um, but anyways, <laughs> it's very specific. It was very specific. Um, got to see. Did uh, you see uh, Wesley Blake? Was he there? Wesley Blake. Um, no, Buddy Murphy was there though. Ah, okay. Buddy Murphy. So Wesley was... Blake is. Um, well, I won't say his other name, but he. I was trained by Dory Funk Jr. And right when I broke in was, like, directly after, like, maybe the next week. I, I don't remember the timeline that he left. So I was coming in to be trained by somebody who had just sent somebody to NXT. So I was, like, real jazzed up about that. So I still follow him. And uh, I know he was with Buddy Murphy for a while, but I think they, they've broken up now. They were tag team champions at one point. Now, now Buddy Murphy was, um, he was working face in the match he was in. And it was pretty good. And actually, the couple of highlights from it, Hideo Itami's back. Yeah. He was at the show. He came out. Uh, Buddy Murphy was being double teamed after his match. Um, I am terrible with names that I haven't seen on TV yet. And I feel really bad because they were actually really good. Um, but he was being double teamed. Hideo Itami's music hits. He comes out, hits the GTS on uh, the one of the two guys that was taken out, Buddy Murphy. And then Buddy Murphy kind of shakes his hand, but then they have kind of an awkward moment, and then Buddy Murphy gets a GTS for his troubles. <laughs> um, 
And uh, it was it was pretty cool to see Hideo Tommy back. He looks good. Yeah. He looks good. Didn't wrestle Did, a match, but was didn't there. Didn't he do, the, like, the six-man in Madison Square Garden? Or was it, that uh, – no, that was Finn. Never mind. That was Finn and that Triple was, H. That was Finn, and they just – actually, they just wrestled a match in uh, Buffalo. Hmm. That um, it was a that six man tag with Finn on one side, Triple H, Samoa Joe, and Kevin Owens on the other, which is like a weird wet dream We're, of an independent wrestling fan from two thousand and eight. We will get into that momentarily because that's going to be part of the Raw review. Okay, but uh, the reason being is because there's some carryover that we'll get to. Anyways, the main event of that show. Now there were some interesting things. If you saw NXT this week, Ruby Riot made her debut. Now she is Ruby Riot in NXT. She went by a different name. Um oh I'm so awful at names and I hate it. Um I can't remember what her independent name was before that. It's it was not, uh, Lovelace. Lef- Something Lovelace. Um started with an H. Can't remember it. Heidi. Gonna, Heidi, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Um uh, she just debuted on NXT this week. Well we're happy for you, Heidi. Or Rock, I'm rock. gonna call her Ruby. Ruby. Ruby Riot. Ruby. We Riot. saw her wrestle. She um, was interesting. Her the heel she was going against I had not seen before. I think her name was Mandy Rose. Um, very much, very heel. She was somebody who was talking very loudly in the ring in a good storyline. Sister of Adam Rose. Really? No. Okay. Just wanted <laughs> to make sure I wasn't missing something. Um, <laughs> the Rose Buds are back. <laughs> but anyways, Ruby Riot. Uh, up against Mandy Rose. Now Ruby Riot has come out and she just essentially made her debut on the most recent episode of NXT coming out and attacking Nikki Cross. So I think we have ourselves a intergender eight person tag that'll probably be set up for takeover. Hasn't been made official. I can only assume that's where they're going. Who would be the three with uh, Ruby? So obviously it would be Sanity taking on Ruby Riot, Ty Dillinger, Roderick Strong, and Noah Jose. So Ty's not on the main roster. No. Okay. No, just just for the Royal Rumble for that just, one. Just for the ten. Spot. Awesome ten moment, which good moment. like everyone wanted and nobody thought would happen, then it actually happened, and right. I think WWE earned themselves some goodwill the rest of the night because of that. Um, the ten chants were wonderful, though. Well, uh, real the, quick, I before we move on, you're talking about like house show atmosphere i just wanted to share one quick story i was at a smackdown house show in my hometown of ocean city and so it's all like it's all like surfers and <laughs> like hipsters and stuff hanging People, 10 and hanging five hang 10 and hanging five chet cheddarfield uh no so it's all like people that aren't really the typical you know wrestling fan okay but they went because it's like the only thing to do in town, right? <laughs> and I remember Dolph Ziggler was in the ring. I can't remember who he was fighting, but there was this group of surfers, like in sandals and like cut off tight shorts and like flannel shirts with flowy blonde hair. That's what I want you to say. And maybe like 15 of them, right? And they <laughs> all stand up. And this is, you know they're not wrestling fans. They all stand up and in unison chant, body slam, body slam. <laughs> and, and Ziggler gave the guy a body slam. And this went on for like two minutes. And it was great. Ziggler doesn't utilize the body slam all that often. Nope, only when explicitly requested by the crowd. 
I will have to keep that he, in mind. It was great. He gave a look like, why, what? <laughs> and then just did it. I feel like he figured out after like a few seconds that they didn't know what they were talking about, and they right. just named the only move they knew. <laughs> right. Just, what's a wrestling move? I don't know. At least they slamming. didn't chant shooting star, shooting star. <laughs> right. No. Uh, anyways, the main event of that NXT show was a tag team match. Um, Bobby Roode teaming up with Patrick Clark, mm. which was highly entertaining. I'll get into that momentarily. Uh, and they took on the team of Cassius Ono, a.k.a. Chris Hero, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Ooh, so, cool. like, you get a house show, you know you're not going to get everybody. There was no Asuka at our house show, no so Ty Dillinger. So Patrick is a heel? I would say so. Um, That's interesting. He's a wonderful heel. Um, I He... That he was the only one who initially seemed very much out of this picture. Like, it didn't make sense of all the people you could have tagged with Bobby Roode. Why was it him? He made up for it by the end of the match. He was very good. He's actually... He is really good. Yeah. He's, oh, no. I'm very not saying ta- he's not good. He's very talented in the ring. He made his... He's got that, like, Prince Jimi Hendrix character right now. He does it very well. Um... My girlfriend, who's not big into wrestling, actually very much loved watching Patrick Clark. He's very entertaining. So I haven't. I'm so bad. I should know this because he's like an MCW guy. Um, so what do you mean? Like he has like the Prince like eye makeup and like like is it like a Dalton Castle type thing or? It's he comes out basically. He acts very flamboyant. Um, he kind of has he where I say he kind of dresses. Do they still like, call him Patrick Clark? Yep. Okay. He's kind of he. I say he's a blend between Prince and Jimi Hendrix. He dresses like kind of like Jimi Hendrix, but he's got kind of the mannerisms of Prince. Hmm. And he comes out and he talks about, or he basically comes out and he's just yelling that it's the Patrick Clark experience. Okay, and it's so good. Basically, he's just super over the top, and it was just so funny. But like, it was where he was. He could be serious enough to go do what he needed to do. Right. But he was so over the top and ridiculous that it was so entertaining everything he did. And, like, to the point where he reached out. So, you know, the this is going to require some imagination. If you watch NXT, you you probably do if you listen to us. <laughs> you know. What are you doing? I'm trying to be as creepy as Gene Wilder in Willy Wonka. I hope oh. I succeeded. Well... Don't listen to this at night. <laughs> We're just recording it at night. So you know the spot where uh, Nakamura gets... Shinsuke Nakamura will get his opponent up against the ropes. And then before the referee does the break, Nakamura like puts the dome, like the top part of his head, into the person's belly button. And just like waves his arms around like he's yeah. holding him just with his head. He did that to Patrick Clark. And then Patrick Clark, just before Nakamura backs off, grabs nakamura's face and just throws his face into his crotch into patrick clark's uh it was like nakamura played it beautifully too because he just comes off and he's all disgusted and he's like dry heaving and like then patrick clark reaches out like he's gonna give him a handshake (laughs) and then nakamura proceeds to like break his finger off oh okay it was very entertaining the whole exchange and then there were people in the we were in the second row there were people in the front row that were giving patrick clark a lot of really not good chance but they were basically jeering him the whole time and patrick clark very much flipped off that 
He's like shaking out his hand, but you can very clearly see he flips off the front row twice and then tells them to shut the F up pretty noticeably. <laughs> and I was like, "There's you can't like curse at PWG shows. How are you doing this in a WWE ring? He wasn't doing it into a microphone and he didn't yell it. I think you can curse at PWG. You can't? I they definitely curse on the commentary. Maybe it wasn't PWG. I Maybe remember- Ring of Honor. I don't think so. No, I think it was PWG because I'm thinking back to an old Kevin Owens uh, uh, interview back back when he was Kevin Steen, obviously. Um, who? No, I'm just kidding. I have no idea. Just name came to mind. Um, where he was saying that they were explicitly told, do not yell profanity, like do not drop F-bombs very uh, loudly. Well, there goes my whole like match that I was going to have if I ever got to pwg now i can't even do it well he kevin owens was very upset at one of his opponents and very much yelled it out loud and they were not invited back i don't Uh, remember if it was pwg i think it was though this was like mid-2000s though i'm not sure maybe anyways regardless nxt is a very fun show to go see get a chance to go see it also of course go see your local wrestling but let's transition to get into our review we are two weeks out from WrestleMania, or a week and a half or so. Um, we are a f- we are a Sunday away. One more Sunday, and then we get a to Sunday. WrestleMania. Or you could just eat an ice cream Sunday, and WrestleMania will happen directly afterwards. That feels like a New Day promo waiting <laughs> to happen. Um, so we are getting the last bits of build, the last pieces of this WrestleMania card coming together. And actually, between the two brands... I think SmackDown really has added like two or three matches to the card just in the last week. But yeah, I, th- I, s- I looked up or I read an article that was like, you know, updated card for WrestleMania. And I just kept scrolling and scroll. I'm like, oh my God, how are they going to put this, even with the pre show? How are they going to do like, That's why this? we are going to pre. Next week's episode will be entirely previewing. And I know uh, you have a show this week, this weekend, which you'll, you'll plug a little bit later. Uh, we'll talk about that. But. Almost the entirety of next week's show is going to be a WrestleMania, uh, right. re- looking at the card, giving our thoughts, giving our predictions, and and going from there. Because we'll actually be watching WrestleMania together this year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, the first time I've watched WrestleMania with somebody in a long time. Yeah, um, I can't remember what I did I do last year. L- we'll figure it out next week because <laughs> we got to get moving. So, but I know I, I just I think it's going to be one of those like midnight. Eastern Standard Time midnight endings to WrestleMania like last year. Probably. It's like, oh, it's it's 11 o'clock and Roman Reigns is walking out. Something feels wrong. Um, So we take a look first at Raw. Raw gets started. General manager Mick Foley no longer general manager as he comes out with cue cards and saying how it was a great experience. Then he throws them on the ground and starts yelling. Stephanie McMahon comes out and fires him. Uh, This, of course, after Mick Foley decided to introduce reintroduce Mr. Sacco to the throat of Triple H. For a yeah. brief moment, by the way, I thought Stephanie might be getting Mr. Sacco, and I was like, they're not going to. There's no <laughs> way. And then I, right before it happened, I thought, oh, no, it's coming, and it didn't happen, which I'm, I'm kind of grateful for. We don't necessarily need it. But no. uh, Stephanie... Go get your hip surgery, Mick. Go do that. Mick Foley is, uh, has been fired. Sami Zayn comes out to defend him. Gets himself into a little bit of hot water. I thought he was going to get fired and then sent to SmackDown, which I was, I think most smart fans are kind of hoping that that happens at some point. Now, would you accept him on like 205 Live? No, I think he's too big. Is he too big? I think he is. Maybe. 
I feel he's like tall, but I don't know if he's over two hundred five. I think he's about two twenty. Oh, really? Yeah, I think he'd be too big. Hmm. It, I, I think I he'd think be good on SmackDown. Too- I think SmackDown needs a little, uh, a few more people. They like all of their people are on every show. I think they could use a couple more people. Yeah. Um. I think it just I, I we I think we feel comfortable NXT is going to have some call ups soon. Yeah. Um. I think SmackDown's getting at least. There's one. only so many spots. Right. I think Sami Zayn would fit better on SmackDown. Right. I think. And how many times can he get beat up by Smojo? Apparently endless because <laughs> they just had the same match for like the third time. Right. And lo and behold, he got choked out again. Um, Sami Zayn's whole character seems to be I don't ever win, aren't I a good guy? He's getting stuck in that like Dolph Ziggler mode. You don't want to be that for too long because that's how you end up like Dolph Ziggler and nobody cares to see you. At least most people don't. Yeah. Dolph Ziggler's pretty good. We'll get there. Uh, Charlotte beats Dana Brooke. Nobody the the crowd was pretty well out of it. Nobody really cares about Dana Brooke. Oh my god, this crowd was weird. Uh yeah. Didn't we, they do the wave at some point? I I don't doubt it. We'll get to the crowd too in a little bit because that's going to be more in the Bailey match. Yeah, uh, I, I have some that. bones to pick with that crowd. Anyway, um, go on. Chris Jericho reveals the real Kevin Owens on the highlight reel. I really like this segment, although it it kind of seemed a little bit classic Jericho, where it's like he doesn't actually have the person come out; he just shows pictures and things. Yeah, I just like Jericho quite quite a bit. He's so good. He's highly entertaining. Is he He's. I think he's good. I think he's good. I No, I, I agree. I don't know if we're putting him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's going to go in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, but. Has to. One of the few times, like, when Raw is on that I feel like I cannot miss a segment, it's when Jericho comes out. Right. Which um, is really sad because I think one of the spots that's going to open up is his. Because I don't think he's going to be around much longer. Isn't Fozzie's going on a world tour come this summer, I believe? Probably. So, Sounds right. I know he's uh, recording stuff for him. He's been, he's been there pretty consistently for the last year and a half two years so right and who would have thought at the beginning of the run we'd be like no don't go because well, it started I, so lackluster he can't well and it, he wasn't like in the best of shape and it was just kind of really quiet this friendship with owens in like every little bit he's been able to do has just i feel like it's given him one of the best runs of his career yeah and even though there's no world title in his in this run the u.s title u.s title well nah. There is a title. It's a title. There's it's a not championship the title. Anyways, uh, wait. What you can't call them belts? I can't remember. Anyway, go on. Belts, championships, titles. There's too many rules. Strawberry Jam. <laughs> um, he gets beat up by Kevin Owens after being distracted by Samoa Joe. This is the most. This is the weirdest like duo now because I don't know what their deal is other than Triple H. Right. Maybe that's. There's it. been no explanation. It's just they help each other now. And now it feels like Samoa Joe just comes out to interrupt people. Like, that's his whole purpose now. Yeah, I don't... Uh, what's he going to do at WrestleMania? Sami Zayn for the upteenth time? I don't know. They haven't... He's not on the card yet. Samoa Joe does not have a match, which makes me wonder if maybe Balor's the match, but... Oop, I muted myself. Um, ah. Maybe Finn Balor is the match. <laughs> no, well, WWE do you think they're going to throw do you think they're going to throw him into the um, Rollins Triple H match? Like, do you think that? Because here's like the wording he'll be of out it. There, I feel like he'll be out there. Because maybe that's where Finn know, returns. To we now help know Rollins. that. I feel like if you're not going to announce Finn beforehand, don't put him on that card. Put him on the Raw after because he's going to get a better pop, and you can do a lot more with that. 
Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, so unless Samo- you're Finn, in which case you want to be on the WrestleMania show. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily be upset about that, although I'd like to see him build to a WrestleMania match instead of just being thrown in. Yeah. Um, uh, Brian Kendrick defeats TJ Perkins, nothing we haven't seen before. Nia Jax beats Bailey to put herself in the WrestleMania match, which is now a fatal four-way. How many women can we put in these matches? Let's every single one of them that's not Dana Brooke or Emma. Right. Um, Emma Lena. Isn't the SmackDown one literally billed as every available? Every available woman, which is basically everybody <laughs> that's not Nikki Bella that's on the roster. Nikki Bella, they they would say every woman if Nikki Bella wasn't already in a match. Right. Um, I was just saying the other day, too. I was like, man, it's nice. They're not going to have like an every woman is in the women's titles match. You yep. spoke too soon, Ryan. That's exactly what it, what happened. Good job, WWE. Uh, this match in particular, people didn't really care to the point where they started chanting CM Punk in the middle Ooh. of the match. Can we stop that? Can we stop? Th- I'm like a huge CM Punk mark, but can we stop chanting CM Punk? Can we get over it? Like, I, it's been three years. I, I think now people are just using it to voice their displeasure. It's the new what, which is just aggravating to no end. I... I really hate this chant. I maybe, hate the CM Punk chant because it all the serves people no will, good. Maybe they'll enjoy wrestling more if they just shut up and watch it and let themselves be taken by it. I, is is there any more of a callous taking over by the fans of a show than the CM Punk chant? I don't know. I don't think there is. Like, because anything else, you're like, you're actually into it. Like, if you're chanting a hole or. Can we cuss on this podcast? I always forget. No. Okay. We so, should we should keep it clean. That's okay. our iTunes designation. We have clean lyrics. Clean lyrics. Like a Walmart M and M CD. I will have to bleep you, and I really don't want to do the extra work. So please don't make me. Okay, I won't. But um, <laughs> no, anything else? Like you're you're verging on actually interacting with the show. Whereas CM Punk, you're just totally disconnecting yourself. It'd be like going to see the new Star Wars movie and standing up in the middle of it and going, "Well, this doesn't have Darth Vader. This sucks." Yeah, kind of, except for they don't really want CM Punk. They're just doing it to like because they think it's going to get under the skin of right. Triple H. But at this point, Triple H is such an expert at just talking over them and not leaving any openings in his promo for them to get a word in See, and cuts them off. They they did a great thing last time where they were the so the last two times they've been in Chicago, they got the chant. You know you're going to get it right. in Chicago. The first time was right at the first time they had been back after Punk's UFC loss, and they handled it well. The first time they acknowledged it, and she said, uh, Stephanie McMahon dropped, if you chant for another two minutes, you'll go farther, that you'll do last longer than CM Punk did. Right. They didn't chant it again the rest of the night. Where they went wrong is the next time they came back to Chicago, which was a couple of weeks ago, she mentioned it again. Only she said, you're you're all losers, just like CM Punk. Right. That's never going to be enough to shut the crowd down. Right. And all it did was make them want to yell at more. And it's carried ever since. Right. And, and they, the rock thing. They went to Green Bay, and it freaking CM Punk chant started happening. Well, it I makes think, no sense. I think the rock calling him that one time from L.A., I think that might have set off some reminders to people. Or maybe people think, oh, the rock did it in a WWE ring, therefore clearly confirmed CM Punk's going to come back. Didn't do it on TV. It's not canon. Um, (laughs) Right. But which 
you know, that's not even sometimes on TV. It's not canon. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Um, so anyways, the following bit, the following segment was Triple H lays out the terms for the WrestleMania match, which is going to now be an unsanctioned match, uh, with Seth Rollins, which you've already mentioned, Samoa Joe will probably make an appearance. Here's what I don't understand about that. Shouldn't Seth Rollins be offering the unsanctioned match to Triple H? Shouldn't it not be the other way around? Because Triple H was like... You, if you're truly a coward, then you won't come sign this. But if you're not a coward, you will. Shouldn't that be like the other way around? Shouldn't Seth Rollins be goading Triple H into doing it? I don't know. I'm I, confused. I, I like the build to this match because I feel like at least it's been consistent and it's kind of been over the long haul. It's been kind of a slow burn. But I, yeah, to that point, some of this doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's, um, it's just a little weird, and I think obviously things got messed up when uh, Rollins hurt his uh, one of his tendons or whatever. So maybe it's not exactly what they had hoped would happen, but um, I don't know. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense all the time. Uh, then Cesaro and Sheamus defeat uh, Gallows and Anderson to keep their spot in the Raw Tag Team Championship match. Uh, Gallows, Anderson, Enzo, and Cass. They, it was a four-on-two match yeah. and they couldn't agree so uh they just started beating each other up and then cesaro and sheamus pick up the pieces afterwards uh so another triple threat match every match from raw seems to not be one-on-one with the exception of the two singles championship matches right that are do not involve the women and reigns versus undertaker who undertaker came back and said he was smackdown through and through and was on SmackDown once. And WrestleMania will not define his legacy. <laughs> but we're back at WrestleMania with The Undertaker. I actually was hoping Braun Strowman might end up in this match. Uh, so uh, we'll get to Braun Strowman in just a second. Austin Aries defeats Tony Nese. I'm really excited about that Aries-Neville match. It's probably I didn't really I call good. that like months ago? I don't know. We didn't have a podcast then, so there's no way I could say you did. <laughs> um Braun Strowman actually beat Roman Reigns via disqualification, basically. Yeah. Uh, Reigns was setting up for the spear after two Superman punches. And um, gong, lights go out, come back up, Undertaker's in the ring. He looks better than he did last time we saw him. Um, and he then chokeslams Braun Strowman and then like makes this grimace and then turns around and walks into his spear. Like... I don't know what that was all about. I really wish Strowman was in this match. <laughs> I like this is if the this one... is gonna be his last ride. No pun intended. Um, they wish they had done that better. I don't like the build to this. If this is his last ride, like I think it might be. make that the point. Yeah. Because can you imagine how much heat you could get on Reigns if you was like? Well, maybe that's the fear. Maybe they don't want too much heat on Reigns. Maybe they know what they have to do. And they want to get out of it with as little collateral damage to Reigns fan reaction as possible. Not going to happen. Everyone's going to boo Reigns. We all know it's coming. The WWE is lying to themselves if they think it's any different. Um, I'm just, I'm looking at the WrestleMania poster right now and part-timer, 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 part-timer. The, like, six of the seven biggest people are all part-timers. Well, The Undertaker's a part-timer. Well, yes, he's one of the six. Goldberg, Undertaker, Brock Lesnar, John Cena, Triple H, and Shane McMahon. Part-timers. 
Wow. Roman Reigns is the only guy in that grouping that's not a part-timer. And I bet a lot of wrestling fans wish he was. Uh, we switch over to SmackDown Live. Isn't AJ's this great? Isn't this fan and worker back and forth great? This is the stuff of the podcast. This is the whole theme right here. SmackDown Live, we run through AJ Styles. Uh, accepts Shane McMahon's challenge for WrestleMania. He was fired for about 12 seconds. I really think they should have ran with that. I think they, he should have been booked on like a ROH show and well, then was, come back. Did you see that he was moved to the alumni page? Yeah, but that's not enough. Like have him actually go and work somewhere. One time, it could be in like... Could have gone to a, Progress. Yeah, do Progress. Progress is basically a WWE property at this right. point. And hey, ROH might be soon I, too. I take it back. They're not a WWE property. Uh, Evolve is the one that's been working with WWE for the last, I don't know, year or so. Progress and ICW over in England have recently announced that their wrestlers will be working uh, WrestleMania Access. Yeah. Which is going to be actually really cool. I like what WWE is doing. They're kind of becoming, instead of one lone company, they're now kind of becoming the flag bearer. They've kind of always touted themselves as. Yeah, it's like... um... Hopefully what will happen is it'll be like a new territory system under the, instead of the NWA, it'll be the WWE. Yeah, WWE provides the main product, but they kind of overlook all of the smaller, or a lot of smaller organizations globally. I would like that, personally. Uh, But anyways, AJ Styles accepts Shane McMahon's challenge. The Usos beat American Alpha to capture the tag titles. 12 days before WrestleMania. There's going to be no builds to this title match, which I am going to assume is going to be a rematch with American Alpha. Which I'm going to assume is going to be on the pre-show. I, looking at this WrestleMania card, you're probably right. Uh, Randy Orton defeats Baron Corbin with a little bit of help with, uh, from Dean Ambrose and a 30 seconds too soon coming out into the ring or out into the arena um, forklift. Because yeah. everyone well, was aren't very fast. <laughs> no, but you feel like there could have been a way to do this. Maybe just have the forklift there, right? And then try and explain your way as to why it's there. Um, Bray Wyatt goes to the back or is in the back waiting for Randy Orton. Post interview, lights go out. They come back up. Rowan has cl- Eric Rowan has cloned himself about twelve times, and they all beat up uh, Randy Orton. And then Bray Wyatt goes full creepy Bray Wyatt. This is not the Bray Wyatt I thought we were going to get. I thought we were going to get nervous, like, emotional breakdown Bray Wyatt, which I was really excited about. No, we're, we're getting, uh, I bet you didn't know Bray had this superpower, Bray Wyatt. <laughs> they really want him to be The Undertaker. I wish they would just take the leap and let him do it. Yeah. Uh, John Cena defeats Fandango in what is one of the most hilarious, like, entrances to a match because... Fandango comes out. Oh no, it wasn't Fandango at first. Who? It was Fandango came out, and then Tyler Breeze Bella came out. Breezy Bella. Breezy Bella. That's what it was. Uh, Tyler Breeze came out dressed up as Nikki Bella, which was a lot more entertaining than I thought it would be. And weird because like three people or two people on this show were dressed up as Nikki Bella. And this immediately followed one of the skits. So one of the skits, which I was like, this is a weird show, right. was the found footage, air quotes, of right. Total you Bellas. Can't see. I just <laughs> I had to say air quotes because it's a audio medium. Right. I've been doing air quotes the whole time. He's so literally just been air quoting everything. My arms everything. are tired. Um uh, anyways, <laughs> 
So anyway, lots of Brie Bella impersonators the, for one episode. Brie of and Nikki Bella impersonations from Maurice. We also got uh, the running gag of John Cena played by The Miz, which is good. Which was robotic, but it was supposed to be. And like every two seconds, it was a marriage pun. Um, honestly, so I first I'm watching the first segment. I'm like, this is the stupidest thing. By the end of the second one, I loved it so much. I hope there's more. <laughs> like it, it ended up. I, being... I popped for the. Uh, that's why I got you this diamond Dallas Pageo set. I got you this ring, this WWE action figure ring. Yeah. Um, the the shoe tying bit was pretty good too. It was really entertaining, and the only thing I really hated about it is that when John Cena came out, he was smiling the whole time. Yeah. And it kills it when it's like you're literally being insulted over what is one of like the biggest things that people have been saying about you, and you're smiling and laughing. Now, Fandango and Tyler Breeze make me smile too, but I'm also not in character. Right, as in character as John Cena, you should be kind of pissed off, and he's not. And I think that's what's going to kind of kill this. I I do very much like Cena. I always have. I don't like this version of Cena. Yeah. Like, I like the smiley bit every now and then, but when he's just that constantly, it's aggravating. So do you do you think... I guess they actually did this because of Southpaw, because they're Lance Catamarana and Chet Cheddarfield, Fandango. I and, think that's the entire reason they had this match. Which is weird, right? Because uh, do little, casual fans get that? I, well, I mean, to be fair, if, now the one thing to say as a casual fan is, well, it's Fandango, he's just wrestling John Cena. It's like a squash match. I guess, but, but it's so weird. If you know Southpaw, this has a whole new meaning. Um, we'll talk about Southpaw in just a second because we're already at an hour. Um, Carmella and Becky Lynch, that match went about five seconds before Natalia got involved and then everybody got involved. Yep. And I don't even think the winner of the women's match was in the ring. Um, no. It's probably going to be Eva Marie or Naomi. I have a feeling it'll be Naomi. I bet she'll be healthy enough to come back and win. Yeah, they I mean, they like to. It's her hometown. Yeah. If nothing else, I think that's Eve Marie's spot. I would be willing to bet she right, comes out. They haven't announced everyone because correct. It's every Remember, it's available. every available wim- woman, and there's only two left that aren't already in this match or Nikki Bella, and that is Eve Marie and Naomi, um, or maybe James Ellsworth puts on a wig and we go full Santino at WrestleMania 25. Maybe. <laughs> AJ Styles and Shane McMahon. I don't understand why AJ Styles was so reluctant to be in the ring with Shane McMahon. Like, he plays the overconfident heel really well. I don't understand why he got scared all of a sudden. I don't... I mean, I I get it because that's what a heel would do, but I don't see why they're trying so hard to make AJ a heel because everyone just loves him. Like, he literally sucker-punched and attacked Shane last week, threw him through a car window, got fired by Daniel Bryan, and people were booing the fact that he got fired well yeah i think he probably needs to make a face turn although i do really like him as a heel i think he's a good heel yeah i mean you you can be a you can't be a true heel if people like you though to be fair though how many true heels are really in wwe right now the miz is the only one that really comes to mind yeah because he's the only heel that elicits boos and stephanie but well, but Stephanie seems to switch between face and heel every two weeks. She's had more face and heel turns than the big show. Touche. Like, I don't... She's trying to be gray area constantly. 
Yeah. Right before WrestleMania, she's always a heel. In three months, she's going to be face again. You watch. What I what I think they're really screwing themselves up on is they're getting Triple H over as such a heel that I don't think he's ever like anything that he does, people aren't going to like. You know, if he if he does if he tries to do a face turn and you know let's say he takes Cassius Ono and that's his like golden boy and wants to make Cassius Ono the champion people are going to boo Cassius Ono because Triple H picked him up. I don't know maybe not I'm just thinking I feel that. like that's less to do with Triple H and more to do with Vince that's Roman Reigns problem right now that what is. are you talking about Triple H was over last year at Wrestlemania nobody was cheering for his opponent that's true that's true I stand corrected Triple H was the most over guy in that ring or in that company that night um, all right, so through Raw and SmackDown, um, what we have coming up next week, obviously, the go-home shows for Raw and SmackDown. Um, and, and 205 Live. And 205 Live. The most exciting hour in television. It's it's high-flying, to say the least. The most exciting hour in television that's not on television. It's it's on the network. It is indeed. Well, it's, it's on a, it could be on a television. Like, it's normally on on my television. It could be on a television monitor. (laughs) Probably. Um, So, uh, we... Anything else we want to hit this week? I think we've got through everything. Well, there's, like, we can just do, like, rapid fire. Like, we don't even have to talk about them. We just say what's happening. Page leak. uh, Oh, yeah. Ring of Honor buyout. What did you think about how they did with... um, Really quick, before we get to the Ring of Honor buyout. What do you think about the way they... The New Day kind of... I totally missed it. So... You did? Like, no, I saw the segment, and then people were, like, on Twitter going, oh, I can't believe they referenced it. And I was like, wait, I watched really, the segment, did they? They really didn't. I don't All think they, they did. did is they – so, one, smart to not have the New Day come out in right. front of the live crowd. Really smart. I like that idea. They show them backstage. They were only in one segment all night, and it was a really short segment. They basically go backstage, and it's the three of them. Xavier Woods is in the middle. Kofi Kingston's on the left. Biggie's on the right, and they are Biggie and and Kofi are like staring daggers at Woods, and Woods has got this like, uh oh, I've done it now, like look on his face, and Biggie goes, something you want to tell us or something you want to say to us, and Xavier just looks kind of looks at the camera and looks at them, and he says something about he can't wait for WrestleMania or ice cream or i missed it because i was sitting there freaking out like oh my gosh they're gonna actually say something about it which i knew better right i don't know why i let myself think that they were like was it last week or two weeks ago they were in like an entertaining segment like talk show style with titus and the big show was that two weeks ago i don't know it was i don't remember that well hold on now two weeks ago i watched the the 90 minute version on Hulu. Cause I was, ah. I was on vacation, so they could have done that. And I missed it. I do use the, 90 when you're minute on vacation, version, raw is only 90 minutes. <laughs> when, when you're not at home, raw isn't three hours. It's only 90 minutes. Thanks. Right. Hulu. Um, but, uh, as you mentioned, uh, the ring of honor buyout, uh, the young bucks have been talking about it. If nothing else. Well, that's what I, it's like. Every headline I've read is, WWE in secret talks. Well, it's not a secret anymore, guys. You blew it open. Good job. Well, but they've they've been in talks with about Ring of Honor before. I'm sure they've been in talks with most companies that size or bigger. You know, it's just a matter of 
is well, that they, property going to be handled well and are people certain people ready to let go of it it's not were, like wwe doesn't have the money or the want especially well, with the video library but it's like you know i don't know if that would be the best thing for the business i don't know if really having everything under one roof is what's best there's still got to be an alternative and there's always going to be an alternative even if ring of honor gets bought out you know i don't think they'd buy new japan and new japan's getting bigger so we'll see but uh it'll be i don't know it'll be interesting i know the hardys might be coming back probably are coming back but they're they're embroiled in that copyright thing so that's got to clear up first there's a lot going on i don't think that well because they were in talks to buy tna which is now impact wrestling and anthem came in and took that uh opportunity and they bought them instead i think wwe probably gave them a low ball answer and anthem gave them a little bit more money and didn't want to dissolve them but i think that's the concern is that wwe would instantly dissolve any other wrestling company i don't know if that's necessarily the case but i also don't know how you keep um, I don't know how you keep the uh, wrestlers you have under contract with ROH right. when most of them did not sign WWE contracts at any point in their career. Right. So I don't. I don't think that's going to lead to anything. If it, as the Young Bucks have mentioned, they could always just buy ROH with their merch money. So, <laughs> plus I think uh, I think Brian Daniel Bryan has ROH like targeted for when he leaves wwe to wrestle again right uh, that's like the that's rumor. the rumor but so I mean, if we, they bought it out then he would still not be able to do that you know what i mean well not he, have to a, go he to wouldn't Mexico go to roh Japan. but like i wouldn't be surprised if he really wanted to wrestle there's plenty of companies who give him plenty of money pwg comes to mind he could go to japan he could go to europe he go could do the cmll learn him some lucha libre <laughs> I don't know about that part, um, but regardless, so is it hot in here to you, Ryan? It's very hot. We are are no, this isn't. We're not in the back of a noisy Chinese restaurant anymore. Where are we now? The Cheap Seat Studios. Uh, yes, we are officially dubbing this the Cheap Seat Studios. Uh, kind of like the studio apartment that um, that uh, Colt Cabana does art of wrestling out of, but ah uh, yes, much smaller. I think I have to feel like our our current environment is smaller. Definitely, we should say that it's smaller. Even if it's bigger, we should still claim that it's smaller. It doesn't sound echoey in here. I'd say it's probably smaller. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week. We're going to be back next week with our WrestleMania preview. Um, I know you, sir, are wrestling this weekend. Uh, Why don't you go ahead and plug your appearance this weekend and anything coming up? And uh, then you can plug your social media and we'll get on the road. Yeah, okay, Saturday, March 25th, Baltimore Championship Wrestling. Pro Wrestling returns to the city of Baltimore. Uh, It's going to be at the William J. Myers Pavilion, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Um, You can find all the information on uh, Baltimore Championship Wrestling's Facebook page. Uh, You can buy your tickets online. Get them early because they're going to sell out. This event's going to be crazy. Uh, We've got the Pope D'Angelo De Niro is going to be there. Um We've got all the best, young, hot, brightest stars of independent wrestling from around the area. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be crazy. And then you might, uh, well, you'll definitely see me there. You might see something special there, though. 
All right, so we know you're doing that on the 25th. Any other shows coming up on the immediate horizon? Uh, not till April, so we'll get into that. I'll just do them weekly, and I'll recap weekly. And then I can go back when I'm uh, an old man at the age of 30 and relive all my glory days. Because f- that's have, not depressing. You do not seem to have very much like uh, very much confidence in where you're going. That no, I have a perfect. ton of confidence. It's just if you got to add up all the injuries, man. Wrestling hurts. That is that is true. I, you so, know what? I, I took a calculator today. You know what I figured out? I used a calculator for this. I need 87 times more followers on Twitter and Instagram, respectively, to be happy in life, to f- have social validation. So if you want to help out with my social validation and if, if you want to make me happy in life and not depressed, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Instagram at Lee Brando underscore. Go do that and, uh, you know, make me smile. At Lee Brando underscore. All right. So, uh, of course, you, as you mentioned, you'll be uh, Baltimore Championship Wrestling. That, of course, is Saturday, March 25th. I'm going to be working to try and make that show. Uh, doors open at 7. First match starts at 730. Uh, tickets start at $5. That's insanely crazy inexpensive. Crazy not to go to this show. If it's you're like in the area. such a good value. You so, should really go because we're in the Mid Atlantic, so you can all make it. There's nothing else. L- let me let me preface this. There's nothing else happening on March 25th besides that wrestling event. So if you don't come to it, everyone at the show is going to know that you're just sitting at home being a loser. That's that's a good way to to push people to. Uh, to go do a thing for you. Negative reinforcement. That's what I call it. Anywho, you can follow the show online. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash barricade show. Get us up, hit us up on Twitter, uh, at barricade show. Uh, follow us, uh, on SoundCloud. You can catch every week's episodes there on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash barricade show. I think, um, and, uh, find it. we're on iTunes. So search for us on iTunes, uh, search for Over the Barricade podcast. You will find us there. We will be putting up episodes weekly. We'll be doing this uh, recording every Thursday night. Give us one up. of those six-star reviews. And, uh, you know, what else do they do? Re- comment, review, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, yeah, for... Friend for, me on Facebook. For iTunes, because... Send me do. your social security numbers. <laughs> for iTunes, we track that. Definitely uh, give us a... Uh, go ahead and subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. Get, send us a comments. Again, you can email us at overthebarricadepodcast at gmail.com. I don't like that you're smiling right now because I, I feel like... I was just like- going to suggest, if you have a lot of free time, make a few fake iTunes accounts and have them also subscribe to us. I I mean, you could do that. Anyways, we are out of here. We are overtime, and uh, we are done for this week. We'll see you next week. Anything you want to leave for the fans, Lee? Uh, if you listen to this whole thing, I promised a surprise. I'm waiting for the surprise now. And the surprise is coming in three, two, one. <laughs>